Welcome to Fresh Off The Boat. Uh, in today's edition, I'm delighted to uh, have a chat with Umang Chaudhary, a student I've known since 2014 when he was in Singapore International School in Mumbai. Uh, just following your journey at Vanderbilt and the things that you've done, not just academics and other things have been fascinating. Also meeting your parents on and off in, uh, in, in uh, kind of unexpected places is also interesting. So let you know, we'll begin with uh, just your initial journey of like knowing or not knowing what to expect at Vanderbilt mm -hmm. and how did you settle down in a new land, in a new location, in a new community? Okay, um, so I kind of settled, it took a while for me to settle in at Vanderbilt. Uh, honestly, the main thing was really, you don't really finding the people you're going to spend the next four years with. And that took about a full semester. In the first year I was hanging out with people, you know, around my dorm and that was all fine. But really how I met the people that I really spent the next four years was through uh, an acapella group that I was involved in. And I think that's that's the way that most students really find the people they're going to hang out with is finding a group of people that are interested in the same things. And then collectively, you kind of you kind of get to know each other better. You find common interests and that's where you really find your friend group. And the main thing is finding that support system for yourself. And once you have that, things move along a lot easier. Um, Super. What about academics, though? This was I, you had a pretty uh, interesting journey to fit in through an activity that you liked. Uh, what about uh, the academics? Was it very different from what you were used to? Yeah, so I, I at Singapore International School, I was part of the IB curriculum. So that was kind of designed to sort of prepare you for college. So in terms of the academic rigor, I was fairly comfortable. But what was difficult was really trying to find my place in the world of academics. So I came in wanting to be a physics major. And that changed very quickly as I realized that, you know, the math that I was doing in high school was going to be very different than the math I was going to be doing in college. And that kind of changed my perspective on where I really want to be. And so I came across this major called Communication of Science and Technology, which kind of was a good blend of my interests in the natural sciences as well as the humanities. So it's basically the concept is that you learn a lot about science, but at the same time, you learn about the importance of communicating your results well to, pub to the public so that they actually understand what you're talking about. Like a lot of uh, like these days, a lot of misinformation goes around is just because people don't quite understand the uh, scientific jargon that uh, goes along with these complicated uh, research projects. And the idea is that a major like this would both introduce you to the hard natural sciences, but at the same time have an emphasis on the fact that you need to be able to communicate your results well for people to actually understand them and actually make use of them. And that's kind of where I also found my second major, which was environmental science. So the major required me to take 13 or 14 natural science courses. And I ended up taking a few environmental science classes. And that's kind of where I really realized that this is a field where communication is actually extremely important. So 
that's where I realized that these two majors would go hand in hand really well because, you know, there's a lot of misinformation going around about, you know, things like climate change and what really is going on. So it's important that people who understand the scientific part of it also have the ability to communicate your results well to people. And so, so it was a bit of a difficult journey getting to my final choice of majors. There were a lot of bumps along the road, but it, the, the, main, the main thing is you need to keep an open mind coming into college, especially if you're coming into like a liberal arts programs such as that at Vanderbilt, is that things are going to change whether you like them or not, and you should be open to that option. Uh, like I lived with 10 people a lot, all of the 10 of them came in wanting to be pre-med and only two of them remained in the pre-med track because all of them found out that, you know, my expectations were different from what college is really going to be like. And they kept an open mind about it and they're in like a variety of fields. A lot of people are doing political science. Some of them are doing computer science. And it's just, you need to keep an open mind when coming into a liberal arts program. Well said. I think what you linked, uh, you know, just not just the two majors, but the idea that uh, there's so much misinformation. And coming to that point, uh, during this uh, unprecedented sort of times we live in, uh, and there's everyone's waiting for a miracle that science has to offer uh, with a vaccine for COVID. What do you think, uh, reflecting on science, communication of science, and even environmental science, uh, where do you see an opportunity to fix few things in our environment and how sad it would be if we do not do that? What are the key areas you think could do with some reflection now from the industry, society, government's perspective? I know it's a pretty general question. It's definitely apparent from like the way this pandemic has hit us that one, we're not prepared to deal with something like this. And two, that we aren't really adaptable as a society. Like we were used to a way of life and then this one thing comes in the mix and just throws everything out of control and everything is chaotic now. So I think the main thing is that we need to focus a little bit more on adaptability. Like things are bound to change all the time and we need to develop social systems and political systems that are you know quick on their feet and are able to quickly come up with solutions and even if there's solutions that you don't like sometimes there are like necessary evils that come along with stuff like this that you need to kind of sacrifice you need to make sacrifices to adapt well to a situation and that comes anywhere like i even in my case when trying to find a major i made a huge sacrifice like i miss i basically had taken two semesters worth of classes which didn't count towards anything but i knew that if i focus well and i just like make this quick sacrifice and adapt quickly to my situation it ended up working out really well for me in the end so the main thing is like as a society we are very rigid in our so in our social constructs and we just need to be more open to change and a lot of that, of course, comes at like the political level. Like we're going to have to make policies that are slightly, well, thought out a little bit better in, in in situations like this. So not necessarily in terms of a pandemic, but you know, things like climate change as well. Like our policies are very rigid right now, and there's no forward thinking. 
Right. So generally, yeah, forward thinking and adaptability is something that we sure. need to work on. Makes sense, definitely. Uh, now you want to know more about your onward journey. Like, you know, you've signed up for a data science grad school major. How was that decision? And you're almost halfway through it. Uh, what uh, what right. made you switch from environmental science communication uh, to, uh, to to data science? Um, so in environmental science, I was working on my senior's honors thesis on studying patterns of gentrification in Nashville. It's a huge issue there. Um, so it was there where I first came across the tools of data science. I wasn't actually doing data science, but I was using some of the tools and techniques that are used in the field. So my research was basically using public census data and putting that to use and mapping it out in software and trying to basically figure out uh, where there there's scope of improvement uh, when it comes to things like gentrification. So basically that required me that required me to teach myself a lot of the tools and technologies that are used in data science. So like I learned R and Python on my own and kind of worked my way through that problem. So that was kind of one of the, at the end of the four years, really those two technologies R and Python were the two things that I was very proficient in, but none of my majors really indicated that I was proficient in those things. And that's when Vanderbilt announced as I was like about two months before I was graduating, Vanderbilt announced that they have a new master's program in data science. And I went and talked to the director of the program and he told me that the data, that the world of data science inherently is interdisciplinary. So they're looking for people with diverse backgrounds who are going to use these technologies and apply them to their fields. And that's something that was very interesting to me because I realized at the end of it that I was not very far away from doing actual pure data science with my honors thesis. So I kind of realized but a, that. But a bit about your already have thesis would be interesting to know as well. Like you had uh, a very interesting topic and particularly for cities in India or other emerging nations where there's gentrification. Right. Uh, what were the issues that you were trying to uh, get to the bottom of to understand Nashville as a city and its growth? So the main thing is that people, uh, well, lower income groups are getting pushed out of the center of the city to places which are more affordable as the city grows. And so one of the main things was increasing rents and increasing property value in the middle of the city. And then along with that, Nashville is a fairly new city. It's developing very quickly. And one of the main issues is that there isn't there there isn't a public transportation system at all. There's one bus route that goes throughout the major roads of the city, but it clearly isn't enough because in like there's like thousands of people coming into Nashville from the surrounding neighborhoods uh, to just work every day. And all of them are using cars and like Nashville is literally running out of places to park cars. So one thing that we realized was that along with gentrification, one thing that really needs to develop along with, you know, restaurants and new development coming around is a good transportation system that can like, that can make these new restaurants flourish 
because if people can't get to them, you aren't really going to succeed. So what we did was we tied up with the Department of Civil Engineering and uh, the Department of uh, Political Science to work with the Nashville Metro government to kind of uh, develop a transit plan for them. And so that's that's still an ongoing project. It, and I and I kind of was part of a small part of it. But basically, the we kind of realized that the key identifiers for gentrification are about the same everywhere. You're going to have a devolving transit system. You're going to have rising property values in the middle of the town. And you're going to see lower income groups being pushed out of the city. And with that comes higher crime rates in those parts of the city where people are moving to. And as well as those parts of the city which are becoming derelict and are just getting abandoned so it, it's kind of, it's a very interdisciplinary project you need that's to work with, yeah yeah you're gonna absolutely and everyone right so uh, uh, i have been interviewing a few students who've gone ahead and done data science at the grad school level from various mm -hmm. various uh, universities uh, yeah and you're absolutely right there is a interdisciplinary connection there are different paths which have led to data science for different students right uh, where are you headed? What do you think you are learning and really excited about? And where do you think it could go? So I have kept a very open mind again in terms of where I want to apply data science because I realized it's not necessarily in the scope of environmental science where data science ex excites me, but it's really anywhere where, you know, technology at the, is being used at the forefront. So for example, I have an internship starting this summer, which is of course going to be online on Zoom, uh, which is with the general, an insurance company. And I'm going to be working on trying to figure out how to lower uh, interest rates for people with car insurances. So, and I'm gonna be using a variety of data science techniques to just figure out how to solve this problem for this business. And it, and this is the first time really I've worked with anything in the insurance field. And that's kind of exciting because um, it's not really a field that I know much about, but I know for a fact that it's a field that's using data science very rigorously. They're using uh, top of the line technologies to come up with innovative solutions. And that's really where I want to be involved in. Uh, I've kind of realized, I, although environmental science is my passion, I always had a small place in my heart for using technology to come up with innovative solutions and data science is where I've found that. So I'm still keeping an open mind, even though I'm like interning at an insurance company, I could very well end up working for, I don't know, a biomedical uh, engineering facility trying to fix the public health system. So very cool. open mind. That's, that's fascinating. So I'm going to switch to uh, rapid fire questions now. Right. Um, you know, if everything was normal and you would go back to campus, uh, reflecting back, what are the things you would definitely do at Vanderbilt if you knew you had very little time there? <laughs> um, I definitely go out and explore the city more. That's not something I've gotten myself to do a lot. Um, and of course, one of the reasons for that is the transit system. But Nashville is a great city, and I definitely want to explore that a lot more. 
um, and also really spend more time with faculty and get to know them a lot better, make those connections. It's hard to make those connections in Zoom, and I regret not being able to do that during the first half of my course, but those are great people to have solid connections with, and definitely I would do that. So here's the next. Uh, if you were to pick three adjectives that describe your strengths, which three would you pick? Adaptable determined and um, the last one's always the hardest. Um, genuine. Great, authentic. And I think I are mean, really definitely having an authentic conversation and you've been uh, very generous with all, all the things. But the next question is related to that actually. Uh, if you were to look back any embarrassment in school or college or now in your master's program or even during the work that you've been doing uh, with people in organizations, what do you think was the learning from a mistake, failure or embarrassment that you sort of want to share about? Um, so it kind of goes back to my undergrad program where I had to make the switch from the world of physics to something else. And it was kind of where I really struggled with calculus. And I think I, I, I kind of regret giving up quickly. I, I did have a lot of trouble, but I feel like if I'd really put my mind to it, I would have potentially gone down that path a little bit longer. And knowing now that I'm in the world of data science, I'm still going to go have to go back to that calculus at some point. So I feel like I should have spent a little bit more time really trying to get myself to get through that. Um, but still, the adaptable part of me made made sure that I was able to get out of that easily and make uh, make make something good out of that. But yeah, I kind of wish I hadn't given up on that 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 easily. All right. So now some of the closing questions, uh, more related to your life in high school and the whole application process to colleges. Uh, what do you think you would do very differently if you were to reapply? or even identify colleges? Um, I think I would start a little earlier and maybe try and be a little bit, be, be a bit more aware of what college life really is like. Um, and, and really understand what life on campus is gonna be like. I, I know not everybody can go visit a college campus, but I think that would have really helped me as, as I moved into Vanderbilt, I kind of realized it was very different than what it looks online. And I wish I had also visited before just to be a little bit more mentally prepared and just, you know, have a better grasp of things. So yeah, visit colleges if I could and get a better idea of college life. Talk to students who have been to college and understand how is it different from high school because it is very different from high school but i never had that chance to really talk to someone who is in college and i think that would have helped a lot so vanderbilt has those programs is that you know you go and stay with a college student for a week and see how classes are and see what the, uh, what you know the daily life of a college student is like so stuff like that would be very very useful in just preparing yourself for the next four years Great. Uh, in fact, we currently have three students at Vanderbilt. I'm not sure if 
introduce you at some point. But uh, yeah, I'll definitely put you guys together. Uh, it is absolutely a pleasure, Umang, to catch up with you after quite a few uh, years now. And uh, looking forward to following your success. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much. This was great. Thank you.